morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today as we get into the word of God, talk about it, pray about it, allow it to change our lives. Coming to you today from a different location down here in Asheville, North Carolina, Black Mountain, North Carolina, where we're scouting out the territory for our upcoming Faith Walkers Conference, December 28th through 31st. I hope maybe you can con- consider joining us. I think you'll be glad you did. Anyway, more details will be coming, but let's get right into our topic today. We've been talking about creation and evolution, and, and the question arises, is any of them really science? And i got to tell you why the question arises. I've had so many times where I've engaged in this debate, and I feel that the other side has not been genuine. They've not been fair. They've not been right. Let me give an example. One of the early times when I saw this, I was uh, invited to debate a science professor at the University of Maryland. Now, this was an avid evolutionist. He'd been trained under Stephen Jay Gould from Harvard, who was one of the leading evolutionists at the time. He'd written the book, The Panda's Thumb. And uh, and this guy, would he would come out and he'd debate me on campus a little bit, but he'd stop doing that, you know, on the open air. And the science department set up a official debate between the two of us. The ground rules were we weren't supposed to talk about the Bible. We're just supposed to talk about is, uh, where's the science? Does science really support the Bible uh, creation or does science really support evolution? I worked hard for this. Now I'm used to debating out one on, you know, privately or not privately in a public setting, but here I was going to have to give solid evidence. I can have to speak for 10, 15 minutes at a time, answer his rebuttals, uh, have the back and forth of official debate. I'd have to have all my ducks in line. I'd have to have all my research. I worked hard in, to prepare for this debate and have all my data available. And lo and behold, remember the ground rules. This is not about the Bible. This is about the scientific evidence. And the entire debate, all I did was present evidence and all he did was attack the Bible. I really was shocked. He was quoting from Psalms, you know, God rides on the clouds. Does we take that literally? Wait a minute. We're not even supposed to be talking about the Bible. We're supposed to be talking about the evidence. And he didn't present evidence. All he did was knock the Bible. I've been involved in a second debate kind of similar to that with a man named Hector Avalos at Iowa State University. And again, this was not the topic. The topic wasn't creation evolution, but again, it was. It had to do with the uh, is God a good God and 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 so forth. And again, it never stuck to the topic. It was just a smashing of the Bible. I've really come to feel that these formal debates aren't really a search for the truth. And maybe part of it's because some of the people on the other side don't really have the truth. It's just a propaganda campaign. I don't like doing them. I like the back and forth that we can generate out in a, in a uh, forum, a discussion, more than a, the official debate. But back to the topic. Where was the science? I was the one presenting it. I was the one providing the evidence. I was the one talking about dating and geology and biology and genetics and things of that nature. And all he could do was smash the Bible. I've come to believe that the theory of evolution is based as much on a worldview, more on a worldview than it is on science. And the theory of creation is also based on a worldview more than anything. What do I mean by this? Let's take a look at what, what, how people arrive at their, these conclusions. There is the belief 
that if you're an evolutionist, it's be, you became an evolutionist because you looked at the data and the data led you to believe evolution's true. And that a creationist doesn't look at the data, the creationist looks at the Bible. And from looking at the Bible, he assumes creation to be true. And this is the narrative out there. All the science is on the side of the evolution. This, this is why I hear comments like, oh, I believe in science, I don't believe in God. The belief is the data, all the data, all the scientific data would lead a person to believe in evolution, not creation. But I'd like to suggest that rather than this chart that we see here, there's a better chart. And that one is the worldview you bring to the discussion or the worldview that you bring to your observation of the data will affect the conclusion you reach. So for instance, on this chart here, we see two starting points. One is naturalism or materialism, the belief that all that is in the world is natural. The material world is all there is. There are no miracles. It's all natural. Charles Darwin wrote a book about natural selection, kind of Xing out the idea of a supernatural involvement by God. Materialism, naturalism on the left. On the right is a Christian or a theistic or a belief in the God of the, God of the Bible is real. He's true. And that that colors your thoughts. See, each will color your thoughts. If you believe there's no God, that'll affect the way you look at data. If you believe there is a God, that'll affect the way you believe the data. If you believe the Bible's true and it gives a historical account, it's got to affect the way you observe the data. It just has to. If you believe there's no God and there was and Genesis is not true and there's no miracles, that will affect the way you look at the data. It's it just is the way it is. So you have the on the left, you have the materialist, the naturalist, looks at the observable data. You have the, and on the right, you have the Christian looks at the observable data. They look at the same data. They look at the same geology, the same rock layers. They look at the same DNA. They look at the same uh, classes of, of, of life. They look at, at all these things. They look at the same things, but they come up with different conclusions. If you start with there is no God and there, and there is no the material world is all there is and you look at the observable data, you will come out an evolutionist. If you start with the belief that the God of the Bible is true and that the Bible, there's there's you know God and the, the Bible is true and you look at the exact same data, you come out with this, well, the data supports creation. What an interesting idea. What an interesting thought. And if people deny it, we have this idea, Christians are biased, we believe the Bible, evolutionists are objective because they don't believe the Bible. What kind of thinking is that? Where's that come from? I'd like to suggest that people who deny the Bible have a huge bias. As a matter of fact, people who deny there's a God are living literally in denial. And so when we have, when, when we come and we acknowledge that everybody brings their worldview, their perspective. Are miracles possible? Is there a God? Or is are miracles not possible? And is there no God? And you look at the data. I believe you can write your how you approach it, your worldview will affect your perspective. This is important because I'm I want to share a couple of verses with you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If you don't fear God, the Bible tells us you will never arrive at the truth. If you don't have a a basic respect that Romans 1 is what we've talked about, that the existence of God is self-evident. And if you deny that, if you do not believe in God, Romans 1 tells us that professing to be wise, we would become fools. You begin to believe things that are foolish, that are not true. You must start with God, and if you exclude God from knowledge, you're given over in Romans 1.28 to a depraved mind, and you believe all kinds of foolish things. Now, that's what the Bible says. And by the way, I believe that, and I've seen it. On the other hand, look at what else the Scripture says. A scoffer seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge is easy to him who has understanding. Well, where does understanding start from? The knowledge of God. If you, have, if you have the knowledge of God, these things come easy to you. If you start with the fear of the Lord, you gain the knowledge of God, the knowledge, wisdom, understanding comes easily. If you reject God, that becomes what the Bible calls a scoffer. And a scoffer will seek knowledge, he'll find some. Why? Because his mind has become depraved. It's hard. We must accept this. And professing to be wise, Romans 1, about verse 22, 23, professing to be wise, they become fools. They've denied the very God who created them. Well, if you deny God like Darwin did, if you reject God like Darwin did and the leading evolutionists from the earliest times, and today, even still the leading evolutionists of today, sure, there are some Christian theistic evolutionists, but but the people who drive this idea, the people who drive the the worldview of of evolution, most of them don't believe in God, and they have totally uh, divorced the concept of God being involved in the material world. If they do believe in God, more often than not, it's some sort of a deist God who just wound up the clock and lets it run. If If you don't believe in God or you don't honor the God of the Bible, that's what the Bible calls a scoffer. Scoffer doesn't just mean someone who's always walking around, you know, making rude comments. A scoffer is someone who rejects the truth of God. And so, obviously, this tells us how we approach knowledge, how we approach the data will affect our worldview. Here's the thing, my friends. You fear God. You love God. You honor God. You believe the word of God to be true. And you you come with that framework that God has revealed things to us that we could not know. You see, no one was there there at the beginning. And dare I even add here, no one has ever actually seen evolution. Got a little Instagram video out there where I have a little fun of me interacting with the evolutionary professor. And he claims that evolutionists, uh, they have science on their side, whereas creationists, all we have is the Bible. And I interact with them and I say, well, then show me evolution. And by the way, I've had this conversation dozens, if not hundreds of times on campus. I say, you believe in evolution, you got science, we only got the Bible, show me evolution. And they always respond, well, show me your God. And I then say, well, wait a minute, we agreed I have faith. I believe in a God I can't see. But you tell me you believe in science. Science ought to be observable. This is the thing about science. It's based on observable evidence. You you have a hypothesis. You conduct experiments. You see if the experiments validate or, or invalidate your hypothesis. This is the scientific method. 
you observe things with your, it could be under a microscope, a telescope, could be any way you want, but you're observing it and recording your data. I say, show me your evolution. And they always come back with the exact same thing. They say, Tom, well, evolution happens over such a long period of time. It's so slow, you can't see it. Well, that's the definition of faith. Faith is believing in something you can't see. And I tell them, well, I admire your faith. Do you get it? Do you see what I'm saying? We believe in a God we can't see. They believe in a process of origins they can't see. They believe that the, the historical data, the fossils and all, could fit into that, into that worldview, into that explanation. Well, yes, of course it can if you bring the worldview that there's no God. But if you bring the worldview that there's a God and Genesis is true, then the data will fit into what we see as well. Now, both sides have some questions that are difficult to answer. We'll be talking about these in the coming days in the next week or two. But for now, let me just say, both of these are based on faith. I have not seen creation, but I've read a book from God that describes it. They have not seen evolution, but they've read a book from Darwin and a whole bunch of others now that describe what they believe happened. But keep in mind, it was not observed. It is it's how they put together their, from their worldview, the data they see, how they put it together to arrive at the conclusion of evolution. Father in heaven, we come to you with humility today. We come to you acknowledging that you exist. And Father, we, we, we're not, we don't want to be mean. We don't want to be rude. But we believe that the rejection of God is not wise. Professing to be wise, they've actually become fools. And we believe the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. And we believe that when, when you are rejected, Father, people are given over to a depraved mind to believe the things which are not proper and are not true. Oh, Father, today I pray for, I pray for those of us who love God and honor you and respect you and believe your, your word. Help us, Lord, to know the truth. We want everybody to know it. We pray those who've rejected you, they would come to salvation. But we pray for those of us in the body of Christ, those of us who name the name of Christ, those of us who believe the Bible, of uh, uh, those of us who are listening today and our children and our grandchildren, the next generations of believers. We pray, Father, that we would stand firm and strong on the teaching of Scripture, confident as we look at the data that we understand it through the lens of the truth that there is a God and that you, have act, you are active in this world and you do the things you've said you've done. We bless you today, Lord. We worship you. You're our God. Today might we walk in the fear of the Lord. We want to walk in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding this very day. We pray you would give it to us. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with joy and love and wisdom and courage, faith. Fill us with these Christian virtues today, we pray. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey folks, so glad to have had you along with us today in our daily word and prayer. We're here every day. Sometimes I have to pre-record as I did yesterday, but we're here every day and we're going through important things. We talk about important things. In fact, we often talk about things on our daily word and prayer that sadly aren't always talked about in church. Well, I'm sympathetic. Churches, you know, they only have so much time. We have time every day. If you really want to be strong in God, you really want to develop your Christian understanding I don't think 30, week, 30 minutes a week is enough to do it. We need to get in the Word of God every day. So that's why we're here, to encourage you, inspire you, edify you, and help you grow in your faith and understanding. 
If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe and join with us every day. If you're here regularly, I'm so glad to have you back. I know you're growing, and I know the seed we're sowing is falling on good soil. That's you. It's growing, and it's going to be mighty and powerful. So invite your friends, tell others, share this on your social media. Let's grow our community. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, encourage you, fill you with his joy. Remember, you and I, we've got something the world didn't give, so don't let the world take it away. Amen? We'll see you tomorrow. Love you guys. Bye-bye.